Sounds in the Shadows podcast. We the Shadow Girls have been doing this podcast for one year now and we are so, so grateful, so thrilled and still so excited that we've been able to do this podcast and that people have been listening to us. We're going to continue doing the podcast but we're going to take a short break while we make plans for the future and of course celebrate by eating some cake and possibly telling a few stories. This is just a mini episode before we do a full birthday episode, but it is about a rather unusual birth. This story is a Norwegian fairy tale, and I first came across it in the book The Rejected Princesses by Jason Portath. If you're interested in The Rejected Princesses, the book is available on Amazon and in some bookshops, and there is still The Rejected Princesses blog, which is definitely worth a look at. I am also joined by two dogs, and I hope they don't snore too much. Once upon a time, there was a king and a queen. They ruled wisely over their kingdom, but they were very saddened by the fact that, try as they may, they could not have a child. They sought advice from many learned men, many doctors, but none of the advice brought forth that thing they longed for most, a child of their own. The queen, deciding that... Well, she would never bear a child, still wanted to raise one, and so she began to foster many children. They came to the palace. One of these foster children she adopted as her own. One day, the queen's adopted daughter was playing out in the garden, and there passed a beggar woman and her own daughter. The adopted princess, well, she called for the beggar girl to come and join her, and she did. And the beggar girl told her a secret. Her mother was no ordinary woman. She was a witch, and she knew many great and powerful things. And if the queen was to get the beggar woman drunk, well, she would reveal the secret of how to fulfil her heart's desire. The adopted daughter, she went and told her mother this, and the queen, well, she decided to try it. She tracked down the beggar woman and brought with her many bottles of fine wine. The two women, they sat up long into the night talking and drinking and the queen always made certain that the old beggar woman, the witch, her cup was never empty. When at last she was thoroughly sloshed, the queen asked her the question, was there any means by which she, the queen, could bear a child of her own blood? The drunken witch said that yes, there was a secret, but she'd need to follow the instructions very closely. She would need to take two pails of water, wash her entire body in them, then throw the pails beneath the bed in which she and the king slept. In the morning, flowers would have grown beneath the bed. She must pluck one, only one, and eat it. And from that flower, she would grow a most beautiful baby girl. The queen rushed home. She had two pails of water taken to her room. She washed every inch of her body, then threw the water beneath the bed. She lay down with her husband, the king, and in the morning when they awoke, they found that flowers were growing beneath the bed. The queen reached down. She picked the fairest of the flowers and she ate it. But the flower was so sweet and so delicious, she had to have another one. So she plucked a second and ate it as well, even though she had been warned by the witch to eat only one. Months went by and the queen's belly began to grow and she began to feel life inside it moving around inside her and by the time the ninth month was finished she knew she was ready to give birth. 
groaning cakes were made in the palace, groaning ale brewed. Gossips, goodwives and midwives all came to the Queen's bedchamber, all ready to help her deliver her child. The Queen, she cried out at the terrible pains of labour, but she knew it would be worth it. She knew it would be worth it when she saw her little baby. But when the child came out into the world, all of the women attending the Queen began to scream, for this was not a normal child. What had come out was a little girl, fully dressed, a tattered hood upon her twisted face, in her hand a large wooden spoon, and she was riding a goat. The attending women there, they had been at many births, but they had never seen a child quite so ugly as this one. But the little girl, she seemed not at all perturbed by their screams. She turned to her mother, the queen, and said, Mother, do not worry. My sister is coming out now, and she is every bit as beautiful as I am ugly. But alas, for every bit that I am clever, she is dim. And indeed, the Queen gave birth to a second daughter, a beautiful baby girl with golden curls and blue eyes. And the two sisters, they grew up and they were inseparable. And it was true that the second-born princess, she was beautiful, beautiful as an angel. But alas, her pretty head was as empty as a basket. Tatterhood for that was what the eldest daughter was named after the tattered hood she always wore. She continued to ride her goat, which grew as she grew, and she was clever. She was the cleverest girl, the cleverest person that had ever been born in the land. But her face, well, it was not the prettiest to look upon. One evening, when the king was away, and the queen was with her adopted daughter and her two twin daughters, there came a mighty commotion from inside of the palace. The two twin daughters asked their mother, what was this? And she replied that, alas, there were a group of witches. And every set number of years, they would come raiding the palace, taking supplies for their Valpurgis night. And this was such a night. They should not go down. They should just lock themselves in their chambers till the witches were gone. But Tatterhood, She did not like the sound of these witches, and she decided that she would go and sort them out. She told her mother, her adopted sister, and her twin sister that they were all to stay upstairs where it was safe. She rode down on her goat with her wooden spoon in her hand, and she began to lay into the witches, beating them away from the supplies, from the armour, from the fine china, telling them to shoo! Go away! This is not a place for you! The witches were driven back. They had never faced something as fierce as Tatterhood. They had never been hit with something as hard as her wooden spoon. And they had never been rammed with something like the headbutts being delivered by the goat. But Tatterhood's twin sister, the fair princess, well, she had been told not to leave her chamber, but she could not be separated for long from Tatterhood. And so she crept down to see what the commotion was, to see how her sisters fared. And the fleeing witches spied her. One of them reached out a long hand and plucked her face clean off her head and replaced it with that of a cow. Tatterhood took her cow-faced sister up to the queen, their mother. And when the queen, their mother, saw what had happened, she began to weep. Oh, it was a terrible thing. Her beautiful daughter now had the face of a cow. But Tatterhood said not to worry. She told her adopted sister to comfort the queen, to dry her eyes and make her feel well. And she took her cow-faced sister, 
both of them riding on the goat, and they got a ship, and they sailed off across the sea. Tatterhood seemed to know where it was that the witches would have hidden the princess's face. They travelled long journeys, they travelled over mountains, through glens, and at last they heard the sound of the witches. The witches cackling and laughing and arguing whose turn was it to wear the face of the fire princess. Tatterhood, she took her spoon in one hand, she took her goat and she rode into the witch's glen, waving the spoon around her head, battering them left Right, centre, the goat. It charred straight at the witch who was wearing the princess's face. Bucked her up, and as she flew up into the air, the princess's fair face fell off. Tatterhood caught it and rode back to her sister. They replaced the head of the cow with the face of the sweet princess, and all was well. But then they discovered they had a problem. Tatterhood had known where to find the witches, but she was not certain which country they were in, which land... And so they decided they must discover this if they were to find their way home, and they travelled to the nearest town, the nearest village, the nearest city they could find. The first city they came across was a royal city, and the king and his son, the crown prince, were there. And when the king saw the fair-faced princess, no longer with the head of a cow, he fell deeply in love with her. And he began to woo her and the sweet, if slightly stupid, princess. She fell deeply in love with the king as well. But she said she could not be parted from her sister Tatterhood. And that if she was to get married, well then Tatterhood must get married as well. The king, he said, of course, he would find a bridegroom for Tatterhood. And he began to search high and low. But he could not find anyone who was quite of the right station to be the husband of his future sister-in-law, until at last he realised that his own son was about the same age as Tatterhood, and, well, he was unmarried. And so the king decreed that his son, the prince, would marry Princess Tatterhood. And the prince was none too pleased at this. He did not particularly want to be married to a twisted-faced woman who rode everywhere on a goat and always dressed in rags, but his father had decreed it and so it was to be. On the day of the joint wedding, the fair princess dressed herself in fine silks and robes. The king and the prince, they dressed in velvets and pearls, but Tatterhood said that she was perfectly happy in her rags, in her tattered hood, and when they went to pick the horses she said she would ride her goat. And so they made a rather unusual procession as they rode to the church, each couple riding side by side. The prince was in an exceptionally grumpy mood, imagining his future with this tatter-hooded woman and her, her goat. But Tatterhood, she turned to him and asked him, Why did he not speak to her? And the prince said, Well, he could not think of anything to say. And Tatterhood said, why do you not ask me why I ride everywhere on this goat? And the prince, well, he was curious, and so he said, Why, Tatterhood, do you ride everywhere upon a goat? Tatterhood laughed and said, This is not a goat. This is a fine and handsome stallion. And the prince looked and saw that, indeed, her words were true. It was no goat she rode, but a fine and handsome stallion. Ask me another question, said Tatterhood. And the prince, he asked her, Why do you carry a wooden spoon with you everywhere? 
Tatterhood laughed again and said, This is no wooden spoon. This is a scepter. And as she spoke the words, they came true. The prince saw that indeed she carried in her hand a scepter of power. The prince asked, Tatterhood, why do you go everywhere in rags? And Tatterhood said, I do not wear rags. I wear the finest silk. And her clothes, they were indeed of the finest silk. And the prince asked a final question. Tatterhood, why is your face always so twisted? Tatterhood smiled at him and said, My face is as beautiful as the sun. And as the prince looked on her face, he saw that indeed she was every bit as beautiful as the sun. And he was now overjoyed with the prospect of marrying this beautiful woman who could speak truth and make it so. And no one was ever entirely certain if Tatterhood had always been beautiful, but chosen to hide herself in ugliness and rags. Or maybe when she had retrieved her sister's face, she had picked up some magic from the witches and used it to make herself beautiful on her wedding day. Or perhaps, when the prince spoke to her, got to know her, listened to her words and discovered her cleverness, he fell in love with her. And she was still as she always was, but to him, she was beautiful. Who can say what the truth truly is? But I do know this. Tatterhood became a queen. And she and her husband, and her sister and her sister's husband, and that mount, be it a goat or a horse, they all lived happily ever after. <laughs>